Hello and welcome to What Moves Us Express. Or alternatively, What Doesn't Move Us. <laughs> a daily podcast throughout this uh, disrupted season. Brought to you from sunny Brighton and... At Nine Elms in London. Hi Liam, how are you today? Hi Johanna, I am good. I'm a cup of tea, so I'm all sorted. So you said you've got a cup of tea? Yeah, a cup of tea here in a oh. uh, in a network rail branded mug. Do you know I'm so busy. I didn't I didn't have time to go and get a cup of tea before this call. But um, but who have we got with us today? Uh, so yeah, I'm Phil Facey, and I'm from Deep and Blue. Um, so we do um, de-risking of software implementations, and I do have my cup of tea with me. You do. So oh, I've just got a bit. I've just got a bit of squash, a bit left. No, also right. has a blue top from Deep and Blue. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah we're all we're all in the balloon yeah. so, so 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 where are we dialing into you today so i'm in uh, manchester uh working remotely as i guess a lot of people are at the moment so yeah we've got usually we'd have our office in uh, manchester and an office in sheffield too and obviously clients all around the country but uh we're all working remotely at the moment but given given that your garden was all over social media last week, oh, no. you, you, you obviously not in central Manchester. No, no, no. Just south Manchester in Chalton. But yeah, you're right. So um, I've got a veranda just out the back. So I, I've set that up as a little bit of an office as well, because it's always good to be like in a bit of fresh air if you can, particularly if the weather's good and kind of around nature and stuff. It's actually, it, I feel that it just makes me a little bit more creative than being in a perhaps a standard sort of office space from, you know, so it's good to do if you can. Basically. So are you being more creative at the moment then? Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, I think it sort of got to be at the moment with everything that's going on, kind of look at what's happened, look at what's happening and look what good can be bought from it. And, uh, you know, what the good stuff you can take and then um, try and build from it, basically, and the lessons learned and stuff like that. Well, you remember a minute ago when we said we forgot to send you the questions, they were the questions. So just tell us all those things. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> where you been what you doing what you gonna do cool that sounds good <laughs> so um yeah so we're, with us basically um we're kind of we're because we we work in it and we've got customers across uh, many different um industries so some in finance retail these kind of things uh we're actually quite set up to do remote working so by and large, it hasn't really affected um, how we've been working with customers. So we've set up to all work remotely from home. If people would still like that office vibe, if you like, um, we've got a Zoom call that you can open that everybody's on. So you can still have that bit of social interaction with everybody there and bounce ideas off them and that kind of thing. Um, so we've kind of set up that remote like office atmosphere as well as working from home basically so and we, we because we've like we've got a test lab and one of the services that we would usually offer anyway is doing software testing off-site in our test bay we're already set up for remote connections remote working and we use a lot of different it systems so from a perspective of maintaining things with our customers the service hasn't been interrupted at all there really so um and in terms of um, you know, the different challenges and stuff. Uh, it's, it's very interesting because there are some industries where it depends which side of the fence you're on, but almost both sides are quite a difficult side to be on. 
So if you're in retail or something like that, uh, if you're a supermarket or if you're an essential service, they're seeing like unprecedented demand. So their websites are struggling. So they've had to implement things such as queues just to be able to access the website and queues to be able to get to products and services and priority ordering for vulnerable people and um, for essential workers and these sorts of things. So everybody's had to do all these things. And if you're on the other side, then, you know, the businesses can be struggling as, you know, we're seeing in the rail industry and those kind of things at the moment, because there's a complete drop of um, demand for these services as things are going at the moment. So no matter what side of the fence you're on, it's a big shift and a change for a lot of people. And it's yeah. actually, it's actually come in because it's come in so quickly. A lot of stuff's just had to be implemented which might be fine for the short term, but longer term, if we're gonna carry on using some of these things, as and when things go back to normal, it needs to be done in a bit more of a structured way, would be my view. But do you think that's a good thing? Have you come across anything that has failed because it's just been thrown up in the last few weeks? How do you mean, sorry? Well, we, so you test for software failure, but have you noticed any systems that people have just pushed up to use in the short term that actually should have been tested better? Um, well, I would say um, the, the testing that we do is very good quality testing and stuff. So uh, one of the things that we do, because essentially what we're doing is de-risking software implementations. So although at the same time, there is a business need to get things live, um, if you're implementing things like a queuing system or helping people with payments and that sort of stuff, you do need to um, make sure that that is robust because, it, you know, it's got to work. It can be more detrimental impact to the business um, if it goes live and it's not ready. So um, from our side, uh, you know, I haven't seen anything like that, um, although there probably have been cases, but I've just been so super busy with, what we're doing and servicing with our customers and trying to move things forward as well. Um, but I haven't had much of a chance to look into other areas like that in terms of particular failures. Given, given how unprecedented this was, I was quite surprised about how there wasn't much resilience in the system. So given where, where you are, mm. will you find, you, you just mentioned the rail industry, which is obviously what we are about, yeah. um, is do you think when demand is restored, do you think you'll have the same problem happening in the rail industry where all of a sudden everybody's going to be wanting to book their tickets again and the systems will just fall over because they've never dealt with, with going, having to go from zero to a hundred in you know in in 60 seconds because it's always just been continuous demand hasn't it yeah i mean uh if, it, if it's going back to back to where it was um then in theory it should be okay and i guess um when the social distancing and the lockdown measures are reduced it will be done in a, a bit of a structured way i mean i don't know um so demand and capacity should build up one thing i would love to see in the rail industry, which I believe is essential for going forwards, is actually a more customer-focused um, IT solution. Um, and in terms of scaling up that you were just mentioning, uh, a lot of businesses, certainly more in the e-commerce side, uh, which really we should be doing, it needs to be done across the board as well, is moving from a more traditional approach where you've got uh, a client, uh, a more structured 
uh, client interface and then you've got your APIs and it's all hosted on a server solution, which is perhaps in a dedicated device somewhere to um, cloud technology. So it's actually servers and everything hosted in the cloud. And it's actually using a different type of um, IT network engineering. It's actually more called chaos engineering because it's using things called microservices. So they can spin up and spin down as required. Yeah. So if you've got increased demand for particular areas and particular it, particular ones of these microservices that can increase and that can decrease as required and that's a much better way of actually handling demand peaks and troughs so in terms of everybody now is talking lots about exit strategies would mm. that be advice for somebody thinking about their exit strategy and how they're going to ramp up their business again when we do hopefully come out of this in a few weeks or months time yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff for exit, exit strategies, really. It, it could be a time in which we could really think about um, how people are going to get around mobility in general. I mean, it would be great if we could use it for that. So, you know, we're all going to be forced to travel less and consume less. So, <laughs> no, no, just if I, sorry, I'm just aware of our timing. Um, can I just interrupt to ask you if, Given the current situation, you as a small business, mm. are you happy with the way things are being paused and support available? Um, have you found it easy to maintain relationships in the rail sector for potential sort of business growth going forward? Uh, so, yeah, we were um, going to be working on some projects in the rail sector which have uh, been parked because of everything that's happening. Um, so hopefully those will pick up again. Um, and in terms of what, what we've been seeing is that we are supporting existing customers in, in any industry, basically. And um, they, they just want to be able to maintain to get through this. But, but new stuff and new growth. I've um, sent a lot of emails to people in network rail and uh, different uh, rail franchises just basically saying look you know we know things are difficult at the moment we know you're trying everybody's trying their best to get through this and people are looking for ways to get through we're to here to help you if you need us and i've actually received some very nice emails back from everybody that we've sent them to just saying thank you very much look you know we'll be in touch but i can imagine everybody's um in a bit of a difficult situation so it's we've not um, gained any new business growth in the rail sector during this time but it's important during this time while everybody's trying to get their house in order and get through it to let them know that you know we are authentically there for them if they need us basically um, and that after this hopefully just you know the fact that we're there trying to support and help them through this difficult time and then things will pick up again we can move forward from there that's a great message. Thank you very much for your time today. Thanks, Bill. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs>